keeping mitzvot, married to my husband. I'm here because of girls. They were 15 years old and they cared about me. Welcome back to another episode of the Koran Podcast, Al Ragel Achat. This uh, fourth season of the Koran Podcast, we're asking our guests just one question uh, inspired by the Gemara in Masachet Shabbat. Can you teach us the whole Torah standing on one leg? This week's guest is the incredible Sivan Rahav Meir. Sivan is a journalist, reporter, TV and radio anchor. She is one of the most recognizable, visibly religious people in Israel and abroad. Um, she gives a weekly shiur on the uh, parasha, the weekly Torah portion, as well as sharing insights via WhatsApp and Facebook um, on the parasha, on the chagim, the festivals, um, and all sorts of other issues uh, to do with Judaism. Sivan is the author of two books in English, uh, Hashtag Parasha on the weekly Torah portion, and the new book, Days Are Coming, A Journey Through the Jewish Year. We are so excited to, to jump into our conversation with Sivan, um, and so without further ado, here is Sivan teaching the whole Torah, al-regel achat. Um, we're very excited to be joined now by Sivan Rahav Meir, who is a journalist, uh, influencer, teacher, scholar um, here in Israel and uh, across the world. Um, so thank you, Sivan, for joining us. Thank you. Um, we'll jump right in. Um, Sivan, teach us the whole Torah standing on one leg. <laughs> so look, usually when I work on Channel 12, people say it's superficial. <laughs> so, you know, you, uh, you're invited to a very serious uh, podcast on Koran, uh, you know, uh, Magid uh, uh, with the, the publishers. And now you're asked to basically summarize the whole Torah on Al Regel Achat. I think maybe my motivation, my, the sentence or maybe the, the quote, what really influences me is a sentence, I'll explain it afterwards. Uh, don't be a fan, be a player. Al ohed, Meaning, don't be passive, be active. And it's a story. Uh, it happened in the Lubavitcher's, uh, Lubavitcher Rebbe's office uh, in 770 Eastern Parkway, Brooklyn. Uh, a bar mitzvah boy came into the office and asked for a bracha, for his bar mitzvah, to be blessed for his bar mitzvah. And um, then he told the Rebbe, uh, I didn't come all the way to New York just to see you. Tomorrow we're going to a baseball game, uh, MetLife Stadium. Uh, I'm a huge fan. And... Um, the Rebbe said, uh, the Rebbe smiled and said, in real life, don't be a fan, be a player. When it comes to sports, you can be a fan, you can, you know, go to the game or miss the game. Or you're passive, you just sit there, maybe you yell and shout, but you're a spectator. But in real life, meaning Yiddishkeit, you start your Jewish journey, you become a mature, uh, uh, engaged uh, bar mitzvah boy. In real life, be a player, meaning when it comes to important things, meaningful things, be a player, be active. I think that's the main message today. We must be uh, players, you know, go down there to the grass. It's our group. We, you know, the final results, it, it, it's up to us. So that's maybe, that's my, uh, uh, that's my sentence. It's not the whole Torah. It's not on a regular hat, but, uh, you know, I'm a journalist, as I said. You know, that's, uh, uh, that's the, my, the headline. <laughs> that's the headline, exactly. And I guess looking back for you, uh, your life, uh, your journey, and uh, we're talking here in the with the release of your book, uh, Days Are Coming, the English translation of Yamim Bayim. And this is a journey through the Jewish year. But before we get to the journey through the Jewish year, the, the journey for Sivan, when was that moment for you when you thought, this is the moment when I'm going to come off the from the stands and 
uh-huh. you know, step on the pitch and 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 take you know make that decision when was that moment for you i wasn't even a spectator you know nobody even told me anything about the game i wasn't there i wasn't part of it i grew up in the city of Herzliya, here in israel great family great school no i would say jewish commitment unfortunately and sometimes when i tell people you know I, when i'm i'm abroad i tell you know visiting different communities as like a scoring residence so i tell people until the age of 15 i never met someone who is from and they're like how come you, you grew up in israel and meaning people do not understand you can it's possible unfortunately to live here knowing basically no one i, I never met someone who keeps shabbat or, or keeps kashrut never uh, until the age of 15 maybe i'm not supposed to share it you know with the american listeners you're supposed to think israel's the perfect place it's true but you know we, we must be honest so at the age of 15 um i met two players they weren't spectators they uh, invited me Shabbos. I, I, for the first time, I met uh, religious girls from the city of Be'er Sheva, and they said two words that basically changed my life, boy le Shabbat, come for Shabbos, and boom, you know, I, I fell in love. In a way, they weren't selfish. They cared about me. They saw this young girl or young teenager, knowing nothing about her heritage, identity, and they said, okay, we have some, it belongs to you too. That's the, I think that's the, really, I, I love the fact that was the, my first encounter because That's, that's really my belief. As I said, I mean, we have a mutual, mutual treasure. We can share it. We must share it. So yeah, that's how I joined the, you know, I became a player. And so that's how you became a player. I, I guess, staying on, on the theme of, of sports, how does, how does one go from playing, you know, on the Sunday league uh, to being Messi, to being Tom Brady, to being, oh, Messi. Uh, <laughs> to being, you know, at, at the top of the field. As in how, how did you mm-hmm. go from, not even being a spectator, not even being a fan to, you know, learning, learning more. And the, yeah. you know, that one, that first job at to, you know, writing books, teaching Torah, traveling the world, going to hundreds, if not thousands of communities all over the place. And I'm sure we'll talk about that as well. Um, and sort of spreading Torah and becoming not just a player, not someone who just, you know, does it as a hobby, but somebody who's doing yeah. this. a serious level full-time job I think uh, it's a good question it, it takes time I mean from the age of 15 I think until I was like 19 just keeping Shabbat it was a very slow process gradually I added pieces of Shabbat into my life uh, in a very I would say long that was a long journey I had to tell my colleagues you know I, I already worked on Israeli TV here in Israel people know me because I'm, I'm on TV like since I was six or seven. <laughs> I truly believe, by the way, Israel is the land of um, impossible, you know, unlimited opportunities in a way, because really I was, I did great things on Israeli TV since, since I was like a young girl. So people saw me and they were like, okay, you work 24-7. How come my colleagues said, yeah. how come you work 24-6? So it takes time to, you know. Um, uh, so Shabbat was the, the main, I think, uh, achievement at first. Then I discovered we have like uh, 619 more mitzvot, you know, taryag. So Hashem, I started another journey. Uh, Shabbat is not a, you know, it's, it's important, but it's, maybe it's the base for, for more mitzvot. And then for more than a decade, I was just, you know, keeping my own Torah, but I wasn't active. I, I was a journalist. I covered the Supreme Court here in Israel, or, you know, the, the Knesset, our parliament. I, I covered military operations, peace agreements, demonstrations, elections. We have a lot of that <laughs> here. And, um, 
But I was like, okay, she, she keeps Shabbat. But it didn't really affect, you know, the, the way I speak or the, the things I cover, or the questions I ask. I was quite passive when it came to bringing my agenda to work. You know, I was at, at home. Everything was Bo Hashem, kosher and holy. And according to Shulchan Aruch, we try. You know, I got married. We have five kids. But it, was, it wasn't connected to the daily, you know, uh, work as, as a journalist. And then something changed. I think uh, five years ago, maybe, when our uh, our fifth uh, girl, Yehudit, was born, Yedidya, my husband, he saw, um, I'm frustrated. I mean, something's stuck. You can't really cover, you know, Israeli politics forever. It's not it's not healthy. And when you have five kids, you know, waiting for you back at home, so you think, okay, wh- what did I do today? I mean, is it meaningful? Do I want them to watch, you know, the my reports? And uh, there were, I mean, a few things that happened changed, you know, my perspective. And I started, as you said, becoming a more active player, like posting things about the Parsha. We started the Shiur in Yerushalayim. That was the beginning of the this process. Um, you mentioned your, journal, your role as a journalist. Um, and there's a few questions I want to ask you on that. But I guess looking at the news and journalism in general, how do you think, I mean, especially in the age of fake news is the big word, or the big phrase, what's the role of news and journalism in building a society of active players? Wow. So today, in a way, um, I think I'm not relevant anymore as a journalist. I'll, I'll explain. Um, like 10 years ago, okay, uh, people were waiting to hear the news. Wow, Sivan was all day. She was there in the Supreme Court. I want to know what's, what, what's going on there. It's eight, you know, I just came back from work. Oh, let's sit on the couch, on the sofa. Let's see, you know, what was going, uh, what happened today? Nobody needs it today. It's, you're smiling at me while I'm speaking. Like, and it, it, it was just like maybe even eight or nine years ago. Things changed. You don't need me for the information. Nobody needs me for the, for the data, for the, everything's out there. Mm-hmm. You get push notifications before I go on live, you know, saying my, what I have to say on, on the news. You have it on, on your a cell phone, you know everything. So um, you don't need the, the journalist for, for information. What do you need them for? That's a good question. First of all, I think investigative journalists will always have an important role because they you know discover things, corruption, the scoops. That's a different field. That's not my, it's not my niche, but that's important. I discovered people need the broader context. I think that I would say the history that I tried it to, to look at, you know, current events and add uh, ancient commentators, uh, things from the Parsha, and people like it. I think we 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 know so much, you know, we we get so much information. We don't have the context of okay, w- but what's the biggest, you know, zoom out from a bird's eye view. Let's look at the things more in a more I think relaxed way with more proportions maybe. So that's what I try to do. As people still still need it, but I think in a way it's not like you're speaking to a journalist or your listeners. You're not listening to a journalist. You are all journalists. I mean, today you are, oh, by the way, becoming players. Speaking of being active, every person in, 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 is in a way, you, you record things, you publish, you post, you do like graphic design, everything. It, 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 my grandmother, she sends out her messages on the family WhatsApp group. <laughs> my grandmother became, she's 88, Safta Rachel, uh, she became a journalist at the age of 85. She started you know, sharing her thoughts with the world. And people follow, people want to know what's going on. Even if it's like 20 grandchildren, it, it's, 
WhatsApp groups are the main source for information here in Israel. I mean, people get their information. If, you know, once we had a commentator on TV. Now my commentator is my sister-in-law. She puts, you know, the, the link she just saw, adding hair commentary. What do they do? It's not good. It's not okay. Okay, that's the way I get the news. So you all you can create when it comes to Judaism. People can do anything, you know, surely they can write, they can post. So in a way, we all, we all have the option you know, of becoming great players today. Uh, no excuses anymore. <laughs> um, I think if, going back, you know, even just a few years, I don't think any, certainly in the Jewish community, no one could name a journalist in Israel. And then along comes Sivan, um, who your first book in English was uh, Hashtag Parasha. Um, and then now days are coming, one on the Parasha and one on uh, the calendar, the sort of the, not just the Jewish holidays, but the main events, I suppose, uh, during during the year. And so you hinted at it just now, this idea of, um, I suppose it is, it's the same as, you know, being a player and not just a fan, but how your work uh, wasn't a something separate to your growing uh, relationship with Judaism. That, mm -hmm. you know, when you're standing outside the Supreme Court and you're offering your journalistic commentary, you'll infuse it with something from that week's parasha or from, uh, you know, some Hasidic thought or, or Gemara or, or whatever. Um, is that something that you've done actively or is it that's just how your relationship with Torah, your relationship with Judaism sort of just manifested itself that you had this platform and so that's just how it came out or are you actively trying to, to fuse the things together? I'm definitely actively trying to fuse things because people, you already know, you know, what's going on in the Knesset. Now let's find the right angle. Let's try, find the right, right perspective to make it more relevant. But sometimes I envy people who just sit and, and learn pure Torah. You know, it's a, the, the basic way is to open the book and learn it. You know, today we have all those artificials, you know, uh, ingredients and you have to, you know, you have to check the picture and the likes and how you build it. It can be too long and it should be, you know, on, we have TikTok, we have Instagram, everything. Mm. They have their own Shulchan Aruch, you know, <laughs> of Instagram. And it's not the same Shulchan Aruch of TikTok. It's a different type of, uh, <laughs> you know, different version. So uh, customs. So basically the book, uh, uh, Days Are Coming, it's a collections of, of, of collection of those posts or st stories, paragraphs uh, from the daily WhatsApp. That's the, the main project I, I do today. It's called the daily WhatsApp. We write... Uh, I have a whole, you know, big team, but I write uh, a daily message from Yerushalayim, basically to the world, uh, and it, it, it is translated to 17 languages every day. I mean, it's like, so every day it's like a responsibility, okay, what will they read in Italy, okay? What's the message for, for Paris? What, what's going on here? For, you know, there's a, a Jewish guy in, in, I don't know, in some campus in New York, and there's people in Iran reading it, in Persian, so... That's basically the main thing I do. And we collected the best parts from the Daily WhatsApp into this book, uh, Days Are Coming. We added, I think, 30, 40 new pieces. And we have a separate uh, chapter about COVID. I mm -hmm. think people are, we, we ignore the fact, we ignore what happened. We forgot it, you know, it's like, we, it, it's easy to delete, to erase everything that happened. I think we've been through something. Hashem definitely tells us <laughs> something here. So we have a separate chapter just about COVID. But basically, it's a Jewish circle, Jewish cycle of life, uh, holidays, yard sites, uh, important dates, things that are going on. The the Jewish pulse, basically. That's that's the that's the goal. Is there a favorite um, piece or favorite part of the book that you would want to give it as a taste? Or yeah, okay, why not? Yeah, sure. Um, so basically, I think it's like here we have a few things about the 
uh, basically about happiness, uh, how uh, one of the main challenges uh, we're facing today because uh, one would think we'll be really happy, you know, having everything available, everything accessible. And you see the people around you. I think in a way, you tell me, but our great-grandmothers, were they happier? What do you think? Come down when it comes to being like, you know, sane and, 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 and come down to be more... So that's uh, that's uh, basically how I feel. How I feel, happiness simcha is one of the challenges. And what we, I quote here, just a short idea, the, revo the revolutionary review of happiness. Uh, at the beginning of Megillat Esther, um, uh, we see that uh, in a way there's an, like an exercise of, of showing off. It is a celebration of silver, gold, alcohol. In contrast to this mistaken and empty worldview of happiness, sorry for quoting myself <laughs> at the end, but that's the opportunity to thank the translator, Yoshua Siskin. Uh, so basically, that the contrary of this empty uh, worldview of happiness, uh, we see at the end of the Megillah, okay, Esther brings the nation to a state of light and happiness, joy and glory. How does... Esther expresses her joy after the after we all fast. Yet Anita Esther she teaches us the meaning of a true happiness through the mitzvot we perform until today. First, happiness within the family circle, a festive meal. Okay, so that poem it's an intimate family gathering and not just for show. It's that my content that's the way to get to receive it uh, daily. But seriously, like uh, what I think, um, there's a beautiful Hasidic tale about two neighbors. One uh, only knew two letters, Aleph and Bet. And the other one, all he knew was Aleph. And they felt so, you know, um, like miserable, nebuch. They weren't like, they, they didn't feel really successful. And then someone told the first neighbor, if you know Aleph and Bet, you must teach your neighbor the letter Bet. You know, must double his Jewish knowledge, you know, 100%. And that's what he did. And in a way, it made him a shaliach, a player, everything we discussed here. And I think that's, it's a message to all of us. Because, okay, I, I guess we know more than Aleph and Bet. But we don't know everything, and maybe we'll never know. Don't wait to be ready. Don't wait to be educated enough to learn. I, I must finish this book. I don't know this. It's No, it's okay. If you're here, and Hashem sent you to this world, and you know Aleph, Bet, Gimel, teach, uh, teach what you have to share. Rav Nachman says that if you... If you if your brain is empty because you 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 people you you, you taught people everything you know, Hashem will uh, bless you and fill it with more Torah. I mean, the more you teach, the more you learn. Lil modu So uh, in a way, um, I encourage people to just share share this knowledge. And as I said, I'm here today. All the books, everything I have. <laughs> Ignore the books. Five kids, Bo Hashem, uh, living here in Yerushalayim, keeping mitzvot, married to my husband. I'm here because of girls. They were 15 years old and they cared about me. They, they didn't, I mean, they had maybe Aleph, Bet, Gimel, Dalet, okay? They weren't so, they were normal, modern Orthodox girls from, from the city of Be'er Sheva, and they, uh, they invited me for Shabbat, and that's, that's why I'm here. So take this message to, to your life. That's, uh, that's basically the, I don't know, the way to, to summarize everything. Wow, uh, Sivan, it's been really, really amazing having a chance to sit uh, to hear a bit more about your story and, and your Torah uh, to share with the world. Um, and we encourage everyone, obviously, to get a copy of Days Are Coming to, to to get some of that Torah as well, and then also maybe buy a copy for someone else and to oh, share, yeah, share it, share it with Be everyone active. as well. Buy thirty copies, and uh, then yeah. So uh, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a, an honor and a pleasure to have you here on the Quran Podcast. Thank you.
Wow, thank you so much again to Sivan Rahav Meir for joining us on this series of the Current Podcast. Wow, what an incredible pleasure it was to have a chance to sit with Sivan, who has probably one of the most crazy schedules in the Jewish world, and not just here in Israel, but across the Jewish world, whether she's in uh, North America or the UK or South Africa or Australia or Israel. Um, it was a, a huge privilege for us to have a chance to Sivan to visit us here in the office and sit down with us um, for what was really an amazing conversation and insight into the work that she does and some of the thinking and inspiration behind that. Uh, if you would like to buy a copy of Sivan's new book, Days Are Coming, or her first book, Hashtag Parasha, you can find both on our website, koranpub.com, and you can get 10% off those books as well as your full order using promo code podcast at checkout of course if you'd like to get uh, reach us uh, with feedback ideas suggestions questions comments jokes uh, ideas for uh, uh, recipes you can send them to us at podcast at coronpub.com or you can reach us on all the usual socials at coron publishers thank you so much again for joining us thank you to sivan again for joining us and looking forward to having you join us again on the next episode this has been the coron podcast al regal achat Thank you.